Warning. You are about to listen to another episode of the Skulls of Wrath Weekly Podcast. A podcast with a heavy focus on heavy metal. Be vigilant and visit skullsofwrath.com to view the content of previous episodes and to scope out their activity on the social media platforms, Facebook, Spotify, Twitter and YouTube. Proceed with caution, and listener discretion is advised. Is advised. Is advised. Is advised. Warning. Hello and welcome to the Skulls of Wraith weekly podcast number nine. Who'd have thought we made it this far? Number nine. Crikey, it's a big number. Uh, go check us out at skullsofwraith.com. Uh, all our previous episodes are now up there. They're up on YouTube should be and uh, they're up on iTunes as well so they're going to be spread around all the various podcasts no doubt they're where podcasts should be I guess um, so we're going to jump straight into uh, all the talking that we do no preamble even though preamble is also talking but uh, first up I just wanted to jump into a uh, maybe an FAQ question uh, segment an FAQ segment uh, mainly I've got a question sent to me less in the form of an actual question uh, and more of a a message on social media uh, rather uh, abruptly abruptly? No, is that the right word? Uh, rather directly asking essentially the crux of the situation is they're wondering why a uh, so-called podcast such as this as myself has a merch shop on Teespring which we do put the links up and all that sort of stuff so maybe I don't forget about them and to answer that uh, not using the same language that was sent through to us because that probably wouldn't be too safe for work to be fair but to honestly answer that uh, it is so that we could rake in all the money possible no it's because I got uh, found this awesome logo Managed to get hold of it. We've got sort of the rights to use it and all that sort of stuff, so that's fine. Chuck Skulls of Wrath on it. it. Used to be our previous episode, our previous podcast, but I, I like it. I like the look of it. I want to use it. I want to see it on a T-shirt. I want to see it on a all sorts of stuff. So all that stuff I've put up there, the stuff I'm eventually once we get the pennies collected, eventually going to get round to picking up for myself and getting it sent through. And there's a New Zealand one and an Australian, a US one. Uh, I started the New Zealand one first because it's more local. It's like, hey, look. Once they get around to printing it, they'll fire it through and it'll take about two seconds to ship it through. And I realise it's like, well, uh, I have a, a man of, of of some size, I guess. Uh, maybe the size requirements, maybe if I look at the US, it might be a little bit more accommodating. So, hence the US store. Plus I do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and uh, thank you for the question to that person. You can, If you've got a question, uh, skullsofwrath at gmail.com, skullsofwrath on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram apparently, and a few other things as well. So YouTube, all those places you can comment, uh, message, all that sort of stuff. If you've got a question, send it through. Sure, why not? Any kind of question. Even one is uh, rather rudely worded as that one. Um, and I think in honour of that question and the tone that it was asked uh, I might look at some other websites and just compound our merch shops and just add more stuff on 
because it's all free. It's... Uh, I did get, when we had our previous podcast, I did get it, uh, a shirt done for that, and you wait for the run, because there's a time every, like, two weeks or whatever it is, they're, they're like, alright, no one else is getting anything, alright, we've got one. And I'll print that out and send it out. <coughs> so it's not, like, uh, I think I remember at the time I was saying, it takes it out of my hands, so I'm pretty terrible with uh, organising things, I don't have to pay for that stuff up front. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's sort of computer, in, uh, internet arises. Internet? Or social media? No, what's the term? Anyway, it sort of puts all that sort of stuff in the hands of professionals to sort it all out. Uh, not only the printing and the sending distribution and the payments, all that sort of stuff. That's hands off. It's far away from that, the better. Anyway, uh, thank you for your question. Like I said, if anyone else has got any more questions, uh, send it through. So that's our FAQ out of the way. On to news now. I've got a few things in news. And I always like uh, news when there's a new study or a new thing. And later on in this thing, there's going to be a couple of those. But to start off with today, we've got Megadeth have announced what they're calling their Mega Cruise. So they're adding to the long list already of cruise ship-based metal festivals. I think uh, Thrashing Through the Pacific 2019. Mega Cruise. Um, yeah, so that's that. Megacruise.com. Although, I mean, they could have. Mega Cruise? <laughs> I'm just. I mean, the, my thinking here is Last Mission Impossible movie has just been released. Combine that with. Uh, um, the, the Jaegers, what the, what's that movie called? I had it on the tip of my tongue and then I said the damn thing. Pacific Rim. So, Tom Cruise, <laughs> giant Godzilla sized Tom Cruise, Mega Cruise. Right. Uh, but no, there's a few things, and I remember when I first saw this, uh, I think it was first popped up. I was, uh, I was wondering if uh, it's kind of an interesting sort of take on things. Where you've got your 70,000 tons of metal, I think that's more or less sort of going long. There's, I think it's still going, or there's, there's been ones in the past where it's it's been tied to maybe like the Vulcan Open Air, I think there's one, I think it's still going. Uh, the Full Metal Cruise, I guess that's for Europe. There's Monsters of Rock, kind of more of a, a classic rock or sort of rock based one. Uh, I think there's that, uh, no, what's this other one? Cruise to the Edge, a similar sort of deal, Mike Portnoy, so it seems to be hitting like that. There's also some other dude from, I think, Fish, and a few other, like, sort of proggy kind of daily deals there. And, uh, I remember there was the, the Motorhead cruise back in the day before, of course, the unfortunate passing of Lemmy. Uh, and all sorts of stuff, so it's, there's quite a lot of, uh, metalheads seem to be, like, getting on the water to jam out. Fair enough. I mean, there's cruise ships that go from New Zealand over to Australia. I wonder if we could organise like a, an Antipodean, like a South uh, Southern Hemisphere kind of one, where you go between the countries. Might be a bit long. I think these things go from like Miami to like, there's like a two days or three days, I think, my understanding. But anyway, if you're to make a death 
And do you want to be stuck on a boat with Megadeth? 2019 Pacific Pacific usually they're in the Atlantic well I mean I'm thinking 70 tons of 70,000 tons of metal but there you go the next thing is there's a news kind of a more general sort of music news more than anything else uh, I saw this thing from this is the RIAA it was reported so I looked into it and so I'm not going to go through the um, uh, the blurbs. It was the Recording Industry Association of America. I've gone to their website, followed it properly through, and apparently what they've said, they've released a mid-year shipment and revenue statistics report for 2018, halfway through the year, or the financial year. Is that right? Who knows? Anyway, so, so the United States music business quote-unquote, continues its comeback story, powered by great music, great new music, talented artists, and I guess this is the point here. All that sort of blurb is just sort of be like, it's you guys, it's you guys, I promise. It's not the, no, the record execs, <laughs> don't look behind that door. Uh, and a reinvented record industry. I think that's the key. Overall market trends in the first half of 2018 continued to reflect the music industry's rapid transition from a unit-based physical and digital sales towards streaming music sources. Total revenues from recorded music in the United States grew 10% to $4.6 billion with a B. Well, that is American, so that's it's like, a, this is like a, a naught difference. I don't know if that's more or less. Uh, so that's just in retail sales. Uh, streaming music accounted for three quarters of industry revenues. Three quarters. Yow. Uh, at wholesale value, revenues rose 10% to $3.1 billion. I'm not sure what that means. Wholesale. I really don't know what that means. Uh, how that relates. Anyway, uh, while I'm on the RIA, it's something I might actually see if I can, uh, is there a news feed you can sort of attach yourself to? The, um, some other news that might sort of be, uh, be related to that, and this is just in general news, uh, what they're calling a Herculean effort, the Senate in America passes uh, the Music Modernization Act, and it now uh, unanimous bipartisan support, co-sponsored by more than 80 senators. Uh, the bill updates the music licensing system for the digital age. Alright, I don't know what that means. Um, so I think it just needs to be officialized and um, there we go. So that's, I guess the idea is that it moves, uh, moves us, moves the, uh, I guess the music industry towards a more modern music licensing landscape, better founded on fair market rates and fair pay for all. Uh, so hopefully you get these big uh, players in the industry like uh, Spotify, why well, so stuff will be kind of um, kowtowed by all that. Uh, so fingers crossed. Yeah, so let's fingers crossed it's sort of more behind the scenes and so it doesn't make 
streaming kind of more of a pain in the ass, like spending $40 on a CD did back in the day. But we'll see how we go in that. No doubt, obviously everything will just be passed on to the user at the end of the day. If you're uh, if you're a fan of Spotify and you like and you got it free and you like those ads, uh, I'm assuming prepare for more ads. But we'll see, we'll see. Now, uh, something a little bit fishy, or uh, I'm going to say it's a sort of a neutral spin on that sort of fishy term there. Two news reports were released over the last week. One being Moshpits mimics 40,000-year-old behaviour of rainforest tribes in Papua New Guinea, and a study revealing the headline that heavy metal is inclusive, is inclusive, and governed by rules of etiquette. Not gomentiquette, that's on the internet, but etiquette. Both coming from the same researcher out of the University College of London, as I found out, and I'm listening to it, because uh, every time, I'm, I'm looking into it, because every time there's a, a study, there's a, a new thing, a new headline saying, a study says, uh, researchers say, uh, I always want to sort of dive in and see where the spin has been applied in the reporting, so usually the, it's sort of, the research itself is very sort of, matter of fact, it's uh, delineated into various sections, and it's looking at this very specifically, and it's coming up with these results. And you know, you, your null hypothesis is this and that and the other thing. Meanwhile, the headlines say, <coughs> So, what I found out is that the researcher, uh, Lindsay Bishop, is uh, at one point she was a PhD student, uh, now she's a doctor, so reporting. Uh, different reporting sources there. Uh, now, the fishy part comes in that there's no, doesn't appear to be an academic release for this. And while she is, uh, I guess, tied or works for or is connected to the University College of London, uh, she does have, I'm assuming, a PhD either uh, coming or on under a belt or something. And she is an anthropologist. So I guess that would be like her, her deal. The news reports, all, and also, also also say this, all, the, all this research that she's doing is for her own documentary that will be appearing on her website, lindsay-bishop.com. So not a your traditional, say, peer-reviewed academic paper as to be published in some sort of journal, academic industry, or something journal, this is a documentary where she's talking to metal bands and metal fans and uh, coming up with ideas. So yeah, okay, so it's, that's where the fishiness comes from, I, like, I, I don't want to sort of say, oh this person isn't an academic at all, it's not about that, it's just kind of a bit funny about that uh, the news reports are saying, University of College researchers, researchers, it's all going to academic, the academic spin on all this sort of stuff, this is what's happening. And it's all for a documentary that she's going to chuck up on YouTube, or pay five bucks to watch through some sort of streaming video thing. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. I guess we can but see. But, uh, yeah, so it's all t sort of tied into... She's talking, these two things, the mosh pit thing, because we all know mosh pits. 
aggressive, fast-paced, heart-pounding music starts uh, blaring out of massive amps. Uh, speak, you know, the PA speakers. And uh, gets people going crazy, like, rah, banging to each other, lots of stuff. Apparently, oh, I had it here. See, this is a problem. Hold on a sec, give me a second. Uh, it was inclusive. See, the thing is, this isn't just reported on, like, uh, tabloidy news. It's this, this on sort of, you know, it's out of the University College of London. It's sort of put out through there. So, uh, it's not 100% sure on where this is. I mean, maybe because it's it's heavy metal and it's, it's, you know, it's frowned upon to, oh, why would you? It's heavy metal. Maybe that's, maybe she's... She's uh, taking the initiative and she's she's going through and be like, look, bugger you fellas, I am going to go and put this out and uh, let the people know and it's going to be a documentary and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be just as good as in the academic paper. Uh, but here's one news here, yeah, this is like size, P-H-Y-S, this is, all like a, this is like a science-based website under social sciences, Heavy Metal, this is the first one that came out, so Heavy Metal is an inclusive and governed by rules of etiquette. New ULC research. So it's all touted as academic research. So I guess the, so the main thing is uh, after years on the road touring with a variety of metal bands from the UK, Euro, uh, USA, and Europe, ULC anthropology PhD student Lindsay Bishop has found that the global heavy metal community, that the global heavy metal community, is a complex and trans is complex and transgenerational. Is that me? No, it wasn't. Is complex and transgenerational with elders passing on rules of etiquette such as mosh pit behavior to young members. Study finds that uh, far from the popular perception of angry teenage males, Heavy Metal is culturally inclusive with a rich and varied audience, including many women and older adults. I'm technically slightly older, I guess. Not a teenager anymore. Uh, embraces and that embraces an array. I guess it's meant to be of religions, uh, sexual orientations, and political leanings. Uh, this research will culminate in an open source documentary, which will be available on her website, and a book exploring the capacity of music performance to create metal communities that have sustained through several generations and now spread across the globe. <sighs> Mosh etiquette. At one point I was going to think that's going to be like a special uh, specific radio program. So that's, that was the first one that came out, and then the bit where so I'm going to have to go to the dailymail.co.uk to check this out because this is that's the problem with you sort of research so search for the title of this so-called research in a tabloid news site comes up. Uh, experts spent three years studying the behaviour of concert goers in mosh pits. So this just sounds like a have. It's like, oh, I'm doing research. I get to go to metal gigs. Metal fans communicate with one another at concerts in similar fashion to members of remote rainforest tribes. Scientists say. The rules file followed by so-called metalheads in mosh pits, an area in front of the state. Mirror the 40,000-year-old rituals of remote tribes in Papua New Guinea. Uh, Recognise this completely alien culture of mosh pits, heavy metal music, and rituals links into this indigenous clan living in the rainforest of Papua New Guinea. Uh, she spent a decade studying heavy metal. Oh, this is all over the place. 
Oh, fine, here we go. So the shared camaraderie, etiquette, camaraderie, and catharsis mirrored traditions of behavior similar to Papua and tribal communities, she said. How was. Alright, well, I guess I'm not an anthropologist, so I don't see why. Like, there's levels of camaraderie, etiquette, uh, camaraderie for a second time, and a certain level of catharsis, all in mosh pits and heavy metal. Uh, oh, Papua New Guinea! I see the links there. Right. Well. Good thing that's not my field of research. I don't think I would have made that link myself. But you never know. I want to see. Alrighty, so that uh, I guess officially wraps up the two, because I had the two headlines. I didn't realise, I was just researching it just before, and I didn't realise that the headlines study reveals heavy metal is inclusive and governed by rules of etiquette. Was exactly the same, came from the same thing as Mosh Pits mimic 40,000 year old rainforest tribes in Papua New Guinea uh, traditions. And furthermore, the massive link is that the... <laughs> It was camaraderie, etiquette, and what was the other one? Catharsis. Well, I mean, the last Machine Head album was called, what, Catharsis or something like that? Papua New Guinea! I don't mean to... It just sounds, uh, you know, funny. Okay. But no one's denying that a mosh pit is, is aggressive and it's primal and it's just sort of a raw reaction to, uh, a, I mean, to be fair, an intense situation. No one's going to deny that. No one's going to shoot you down for that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, Papua New Guinea. There you go. All right. Um, so, coming up now, so that's news, uh, long-winded news section there. Uh, coming up now, we've got music. We've got uh, a bunch of songs here for music. Uh, I did a run through, a behind the scenes, I guess, when I was going through all this. We sort of do our, our preparation by running through and listening to it all so I can go like. Uh, but um, that's going to be up on the YouTube channel probably somewhere. I'll probably link it through on scarsofwrath.com in the show notes, as they call it in the industry, in the business, in the biz. But uh, first up, there's a band called Zombie Eating Horse. Or Zombie Eating Horse. Uh, they got a song called Zed Rex. Z Rex, like T Rex, but with a Z, uh, from the album called The Worst of Us, which is due out in October 2018. This is uh, kind of a more, I guess, a, uh, sort of kind of a bit of a groove, that sort of groove metal. They're from LA, I think, from the States. They were a the winner or a contender or the winner of um, the 2017 uh, Not Fest, Ozfest versus Not Fest. Battle of the Bands or whatever the hell it was. So I guess they won a slot on the stage to play with the Slipknot and I was born or whoever it was, I guess, in 2017. So they're upcoming band, Zombie Eating Horse. Sort of a groove metal, say maybe a bit of metalcore, deathcore, thrown in there. So if that's your thing, Zombie Eating Horse. Zombies are big these days. Uh, next one, we have, uh, next band, number two, we have Skull Pit. This is kind of a super group kind of thing, although I'm not too sure where the 
the so there's two dudes are doing it, uh, the two super groupy guys, and the other people doing them. Whoever's doing the rest of the musicians, uh, rest of the instruments, I don't know. But there's a self-titled debut, Fire Breather, uh, from the singer of Exuma, who's a German thrash metal band. Uh, kind of, yeah, got that sort of th- dot. I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of, it's got kind of an interesting sound altogether, and it's got the basis from Church of Misery, uh, the Japanese doom metal uh, band, quite uh, well known from my understanding, touring uh, Australia and New Zealand uh, very shortly, in fact, uh, I think in like a week and a half, they're going to be over here, they're like at the end of the week or whatever, end of the weekend, they're over in Australia or something, I don't know, like pretty shortly, so the 8th and 9th of October, they're in Auckland and Wellington, I guess, Church of Misery, if you want to go check them out, uh, you can, if you're in New Zealand, you can go check them out live, but the bass player of that band and this German thrash metal band got together and the film uh, Firebreather, what appears to be in like the deserts of Las Vegas, and then they go gambling, it's called Fire... I guess Fire Breather, but there's like skulls everywhere. I don't quite know what's going on there. So, but it's an interesting sound. I guess something to get used to. Mm. Uh, let's see. Now, right 5, right V. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, a song called Caught in the Witch's Eye. This is from Armor of Light, their album, which is out now. And they've got a lyric video, but it's sort of more involved. They've got the singer actually on screen during the singing lyrics flash over him uh, I remember uh, some time ago having an interview with the bass player of this uh, when the album was released because uh, it's kind of interesting they sort of got the seal head and super like Arnie uh, bodybuilder body as a sort of mascot so it's kind of interesting kind of thing altogether I remember talking to him about it I really ought to, really ought to get together and release that before because they're on tour at the moment they're releasing a 2015 live album not sure whether this is a special edition or something special, maybe you can only pick up on tour or just as a vinyl or whatever, I'm not sure exactly, but I know that there's, there's that, they've got a massive tour around Europe, so I might, in the next couple of weeks, now that we've got this up and running properly, we'll, I'll go sort that out, that interview out and uh, do it for real, but uh, now these guys, they're sort of American, they've been around for uh, decades now, uh, and they're sort of big, sort of, they have a little pocket of... Uh, Quite intense, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, fandom, sort of in sort of east, eastern on the eastern seaboard of the states, that sort of uh, New Yorky kind of area, uh, and then also on the other side because I guess uh, the bass player I was talking to was from Texas, and so I get little pockets of uh, of fans out that way as well. But it's kind of uh, in a way, I guess it's that kind of east coast power metal, in a way. Uh, yeah. So I guess this lyric video was just sort of as a promotion of the, or coming ahead of that big sort of European tour they've got. I'm not sure if that's sort of tied together. I don't know. Anyway, moving on to our fourth track for this week, Anandathrak. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a British band. They have a new song called New Bethlehem slash Math. New Bethlehem. New Bethlehem slash Math Death Futures. Uh, it's from the album A New Kind of Horror on uh, the 28th of September, so that should be up by the time you're seeing this, I guess. Or maybe not. Maybe just before, maybe as you're seeing this. Maybe while you're listening to this, if you haven't got Elna Thrak, go look for it. Because uh, these are definitely, I mean, it's UK. There's two guys doing it, obviously, if you don't know uh, Matt and Dave. The old, older uh, Maddie and Davey. They, uh, and this is, I guess if nothing else, this is sort of, this is the, the, 
the archi- not the archetype, but the definitive of a sort of a genre-defying extreme metal band. Because uh, one minute it's extreme and it's it's uh, in your face and it's going nuts, and then it sort of changes. It changes again. And it's something else. Uh, but you got one vocalist who covers all that sort of stuff. Uh, got the sort of the screaming, the yelling, sort of more not traditional, sort of uh, operatic in a way, singing. And then also uh, kind of a bit of a King Diamond spin at some point where he goes quite high. And uh, and then the, the other dude just does all the instruments. And I guess when they go out touring, they get people on board. Ten albums, and their first one was released in. 2001. It has been 20 years. But I remember 2001. I don't know if I could put up 10 years. Oh, maybe I could if I was. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, moving on now. Uh, X and track to listen to. I'm looking forward to the album on that one. Revocation comes in at number five. Our, well, not in that number five, but our fifth track. Our next track, Revocation from the States. These guys, Blood Atonement from the album The Outer Ones, Lovecraftian influences all over the place, of course. This, again, same release date, so... Revocation, I'm sure they'll go well together. This is... I think I've I've brought this up on the podcast before when they released one of their previous singles. This is... uh, You can kind of tell that this is one of those ones for the music fan, the the, the person who knows what they're talking about with music, because David Davidson, the guy, I guess the um, guy running the show over at Revocation... He sort of, as I rehash this again, he sort of he popped up on um, some sort of metal media kind of uh, piece on, on YouTube or something where he's talking to Alex Skolnick from Testament about jazz. So you know what he knows what he's talking about. He's, uh, he's one of these people who knows inside outs and back to fronts of, of music and all that sort of stuff. So there we go. Revocation. Uh, sixth track we've got on the list here is Within Destruction. This is a slamming, a brutal death metal band from Slovenia with their song Self Hatred. There's a new video out for it. Uh, I think this was released a little while ago, but they only just recently released to, uh, they only just recently signed to Unique Leader Records. So I guess the video just got released globally, I guess. Because I guess over in Slovenia, YouTube isn't. Actually, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. This is brutal, slamming, death metal, deathcore from Slovenia. So go check that out. If you go check out, this said something about uh, Slam Police. Uh, it's having a bit of a laugh there. So whatever that is about is uh, is a thing. So up number seven here, Spirit Box is a new band, new band or a new band. I'm, I'm I'm finding they've got a new video out anyway for a song called Perennial, and um, this is kind of. You listen to this one, and you can. If you sort of got the air about you as a fan, then it's one of those ones where you can kind of tell that the band is kind of like this. As a metal band, like, like, you know, you can tell that they're sort of. Uh, they're used to, or they can, or, or sort of their gear is set up to uh, really sort of uh, crank out something metal orientated. But with the female singer, she's sort of clean singing, and sort of. It's got the kind of more rock comes across as sort of a more rock song with the female singer or sort of sort of prog kind of I guess in a way and then sort of halfway three quarters of the way through the song uh, there's a verse where she just screams out and then of course the point is if you're wondering where I wrestled a bear once went 
I think the singer and one of the dudes, maybe on guitars, I think, formed the band, Spirit Box, this one. Um, so there's, uh, there's a, a recent, in terms of the band, uh, I recently went once, because they had the singer, uh, I first discovered them year, oh, years ago, with, uh, smells like, no, tastes like Kevin Bacon. And there's sort of a funny little music video for them, and they're just in a, in a, 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 a warehouse and just doing their things there. And I think that vocalist was the original one that was just, they sort of hit the headlines, hit it big for a spell. And then they're like, uh, most of the way through the Warp Tour some years ago. I think they kind of been around for too much longer, but they kind of, yeah, yeah. and she sort of had to drop out family life or family situation sort of calling and they got this new singer in she was from another band it's kind of similar but I don't feel them to be as good personally as Iris Little Bear once and then uh, sort of took over relatively seamlessly and then a couple of years ago they just sort of seemingly went on hiatus but I guess they call it quits and now they're back with Spirit Box well two of the guys the vocalist female vocalist and I guess one of the other dudes maybe guitarist that's a stab in the dark I don't know yeah I remember it but yeah it was like it was, I think it was Warp Tour and she's like nah I gotta go I don't think it was that bad but uh, it sounded like it you know coming from across the other side of the country but there you go I mean come on this is you got a band called Iris Little Bear once which I look into it, which I think uh, that comes from like a Gary Busey saying. It's like in some like interview about 20 years ago, and he just blurted out, I wrestled a bear once. That's not Gary Busey at all. And you're coming out with like a demo, or then like a song, and then a little YouTube clip with called Tastes Like Kevin Bacon, and all the rest of the stuff that they had, all the other craziness. And you had the like halfway through that song expect me not to play that song on my radio show back in the day no anyway coming up now we've got uh, so we've got 10 songs we're up to number 8 now uh, I Am I Am they're from Texas there's a band called I Am uh, they've got a song called Paid in Sin from Hard to Kill so they have a numeral replacement of a word in their album, two hard two, two kill hard two kill. Uh, so they're calling themselves like Texas Death, which is uh, I guess trying to sort of forge their own genre, which I guess is sort of like a you got your sort of overall death metal vibe or sound about you, but you're sort of taking in influences from you know your
Well, that's it then. Uh, I can't find my little collection of gigs. I guess there's not too much point in sort of sorting stuff out. So the Black Daily Murder is playing this weekend. I think they're sold out in Wellington. And then there's later on, at the end of the weekend, they're playing in Auckland at some point in time, I think. I remember seeing. Of course, like I mentioned, uh, the Church of Misery. They've got shows coming up shortly in New Zealand. Auckland, I think they've got two shows in Auckland and Wellington, but uh, feel free to correct me. Like I said, if you've got a question, if you've got something for the FAQ that you want answered, then go check us out at Scars of Wrath. Uh, Scars of Wrath podcast or something like that on Facebook. We're on Twitter as well. I'm just posting stuff on Twitter, not sort of really. We're on YouTube though. Uh, feel free to comment there. Plenty of people do. And Scars of Wrath. Scars of Wrath at gmail.com. Yeah, Scars of Wrath at gmail.com. So, uh, thanks for listening. We'll probably got to get maybe like five people. And we'll catch you next week. <laughs>